From Relay FM, this is Analog episode number 40. Today's show is brought to you by lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts, and Red Hat, different for the sake of better technology. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined, as always, by the one and only, he's the C-Man, it's Mr. Casey Liss. Can you just... I don't, I don't know. Can we just be clear that that's the letter C-Man? Because this what is already else, all... What else would it be? I don't... Like, what, you're piloting, like, a boat now? Like Yeah, a, well, it just sounded like a, a different word entirely. Anyway. Captain of the high seas? Oh, God. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing just peachy. Um, you know, I have an important question for you that I think we should start the show off with. Uh, now that we are 40, you and I, together, we are collectively <laughs> 40, does that mean we get to go out and buy, like, a two-seat convertible car? We're in the mid-show crisis. Right. I, I think that's pretty much clear. So do we get to buy like a Miata or something like that? I don't see why not. Now, is it going to be left-hand drive or wrong-hand drive? By the way, Miata is the worst. It's the worst name. Like, you know, we call them the MX-5, right? That's mm-hmm. what they're called here. Actually, I think the new one is called the MX-5 here as well. Yeah, as it should be, because Miata is like, I don't even... What's wrong with that? It's such a horrible sounding... Like, it's just such a weird-sounding word. I don't know. I like, don't think it's so bad. I don't know. Miata. Miata. I don't like it. It reminds me of Mr. Miyagi a little bit. That's why you like it. Yep, totally. Love that movie. Anyway, uh, we should probably get serious for a second and uh, do a little follow-up. So why don't you tell me about how you are now fluent in Romanian? Oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> That's not very fair. So I do have I have a couple of pieces of follow up about learning Romanian because uh, it's come up in the past couple of weeks again. I love the follow up for this show is so random. Like I, I, when I look it through really what's is. come through in the previous week, like it's like here's something from like a month ago, and it is like three or four other people, um, you know that that have had the follow up from weeks ago, uh, and also there's just bear in mind as well if you do email. I know we spoke about this before. I'm actually sitting on a couple of emails that I want to get to in the future. So um, there are people that have sent really long emails in, and I will get to them. Um, there's a couple of really good topics in there, but um, I've been waiting for an empty week, which we've not had yet. Uh, but this one, I had something coming from Jason, who suggested I try out Memrise again, um, which was an app that I, I said I tried and didn't like, but it was an iOS app that had um, a, a Romanian course in it because they have just updated their app. Um, and I took a look at the screenshots and it does look better, so I've downloaded it and I plan to give it another try. But this also then, you know, with the idea of this leads into another piece of feedback um, from talking on Twitter uh, with listener Christopher. And we've been chatting about this sort of stuff for a while, and he's actually given me some really interesting tips about learning uh, a different language, like, for example, having um, Edina ask me some questions and stuff, but only saying them in Romanian, you know, like, so forcing me mm-hmm. into learning, right? Um, or having, like, post-its or little notes around the house with, with different comma phrases in, so I just see them more often. But but then we actually started got, getting chatting, and he was like, you know, why haven't you done this? Like, what is the problem? Like what? What's stopping you, basically? And it kind of gets comes down to I think like a two pronged thing. It's time, uh, and then like the other point is like so there's a time commitment, and I could give up other things, but 
I kind of feel bad saying this, but it's like it's it's on my list, but it's not at the top of the list. Mm. But I feel like it should be, but it's not. Like well, I, I've put, I'm putting a bunch of things before it. I can't entirely blame you for that because while important, I think it, it, it is important to learn Romanian in order to better bond with the most important person in your life that isn't named Casey. Nevertheless, there are more important things that need to be done, like putting food on the table. And so I, I wouldn't kick yourself too bad about it. I would certainly not rest on your laurels for too long, but I wouldn't beat yourself up over it. Yeah, I feel like there's there's more little bits and bobs that I could learn, you know, little phrases here and there, but um, and that, that's what I'm focused on. And I, you know, I, I, it's just, it's hard. It's really tough. It's really tough. Yeah. I, I, I am woefully bad at any sort of foreign language. And if I had to learn a new language now at 33 years old, it would probably take me until I was 40. But on the plus side, at least then I could buy my Miata. <laughs> I want to follow up on something and turn it into a mini topic, if you would so uh, agree. Sure. Um, when I relaunched Inquisitive to Behind the App... We spent quite a bit of time on this show talking about that, um, and I kind of set out my goals for the, you know, what I thought would be my goals for the show, um, and kind of, you know, that kind of idea, and kind of went with it from there, and I spoke a lot about my, my thinking and stuff like that. Well, that series has now ended, so uh, as of last week, Behind the App is over, and this week I have the new series, I have my music series beginning. So I wanted to maybe address a little bit about how that went and how I feel about it and what maybe I want the future to be mm-hmm. um, of of this. So I think one of the one of the key things is I met the goals that that I set. Um, I met the financial goals and I met the uh, listenership goals that that I set. So I met them. So that was great. Uh, I did that, right? So th- this is stuff. I outlined some of this in episode 28 of this show. I think it was 28. Um, so I met those. Uh, I exceeded some in some capacities. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't like I, I don't own a yacht now because <laughs> of Inquisitive. Um, but it generated uh, it generated the money that I wanted it to 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 generate, uh, which was fantastic, and it got the numbers that I wanted, and also it got recognition and, and all that kind of stuff. Like I I met those goals. The problem was when I set those goals, I didn't have an accurate reading over how much time it was going to take to put the show together, mm-hmm. um, and and that is something that changed significantly. Um, so it was a, it was a success by my original metrics, but I didn't know that it was you know I I estimate it probably took somewhere between ten to fifteen hours to make each episode. Like if you count the interviewing, uh, the script writing, and the editing. Yeah, that's a lot of time for what was typically between half an hour and an hour. Is that right? The longest episode was fifty four minutes or something like that. Like they were typically around thirty to forty. Yeah, that's a lot of work for not a lot of output. I mean, it is a lot of output, but you know what I mean? Like, just judging solely on time, that's a lot of work for not a lot of output. No, so I did I did 11, and I know you mean in time, not in quality. So, right, exactly, I just, exactly. I did 11 episodes, and originally I was 
my original aim was between 10 and 15. Then when I started going through my topics, I thought, oh, maybe I could take this to 20. But I got to, basically, I, I completed the core topic. And then there was going to be like, you know, I was either going to put some stuff in the middle or some stuff at the end. But it wasn't filler, but it wasn't the core part. And, and I kind of got about halfway through and I was like, I think I just want to do the core. Um, because I, I feel like I've told the story I wanted to tell. Um, and I did that in the first ten episodes, and in the eleventh episode was kind of like looking into the into the future a bit. Um, and it was basically the case is I can't, I I couldn't continue to commit the amount of time needed uh, to continue making the show. Like I wasn't leaving the house, like just barely ever, because of the because of how much time behind the app was taking to make and that's not um, healthy no 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 it's not um and like i haven't been to my co-working space since like january god that's I'm a paying l- for it every month i was about to say that's a long time for something you haven't paid for yep uh, you know and it's like look don't get me wrong i i am very very proud i think it's th- those 11 episodes are the best 11 episodes of anything i've ever made um and i continue to be very proud of it it was just it was i can't continue to grow the business because also at the same time the business is like to grow more and more um i can't grow the business and continue to give the focus that i need to to all of my other shows and continue with behind the app if behind the app had a million listeners then i would probably reshuffle things in its direction wait it had less than a million it had nine hundred ninety nine thousand. Oh, so and, and close me, so i know close. i had that one million and if it didn't meet that then i wasn't going to do it um so you know it was it did it did really well but it it didn't do so well that it made sense to cut other what i considered to be more important things out um so where i'm going now is i've you know i'm working on but going back to one-on-ones again uh rather than like having multiple people per episode uh and at least for the time being you know maybe it'll be a similar amount of time I'm going to be talking to people about their favorite album, which is something I've wanted to do for a while. Um, and kind of, I've been trying to drop little jokes in about this, but without making it too obvious. But like the, the kind of the idea now is to talk talk to people you know about things they're not known for. Mm-hmm. Do, you get the, do you get the obscure I, joke in there? I do now, now that you said it that way. Yeah. So I yeah nobody's mentioned it, so I figure I'll make it obvious now. But it's the play on the what do you like to be known for, right? Yep, yep. This is stuff that people are not known for. And music is at least going to be the first or only one of those. I have some other ideas for like other topics that I would maybe like to tackle, which is this kind of idea. Um, and I'm, I'm amassing a cast of interesting characters. I've, uh, by the time this comes out, the first episode is out and I've got the second one uh, recorded and it will be edited next week. And I'm sort of starting to book those in a bit more now. Um, and, Basically, I've taken away some of the stuff that I've learned from an editing perspective and from a production perspective and will be applying some of the lessons I've learned uh, from Behind the App to the favorite album series. Um, it's not as it's not as heavily edited, but it is completely edited. It's cleaned up. The audio is all cleaned up. Um, I take out a lot you know, of, of stuff I, I edit to make the show tighter uh, and I'm interspersing it with clips from the, the album in question. Um, 
and the, you know there might be a, a little bit of scripted stuff from me as an introduction or a conclusion to the episodes or if I feel like I want to put something in then I'll do that and that those skills I believe I've learned from behind the app as well as just a better understanding and an increased knowledge of uh, editing in general so like the skills of using like logic and stuff um, I've, I've taken them away from behind the app which is probably the biggest uh, takeaway that I've had the biggest thing that I've taken away from it is I have an increased sense of uh, editing which is very very good but I think that right now like I'm happy with what I've done I think that the series was good um, and I'm 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 happy that it didn't kill me. I'm happy that I it didn't jump the shark and um, that I'm able to take something that I've learned and apply it to another series that I'm equally excited about. Yeah, you know, you uh, sent me the first episode just a couple hours ago, so I didn't have time to listen to all of it, but I heard the first half of it. And it's already really, really good. And I like your choice of guest a lot for the first episode. I will not spoil it. Well, I guess it's out at this point, isn't it? Yeah, so I, I'll say it, you know, because there's only live listeners, but Faith Gorpy picked Pet Sounds, um, All right, so, and, which was great because it's one of my favorite albums. So Yeah, so let me, I'm going to give you a clean edit, so I'm going to do that over now that I reminded myself that it's already out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I listened to the first uh, half or so of the very first episode, and I think having Faith on was a great place to start because she's very passionate about music and, and very good at it talking about these sorts of things and then to have her favorite album or at least one of her favorites anyway be one of i presume your favorite albums by the beach boys that's just a i i believe it was a happy coincidence and man was it ever a happy coincidence because yep. what a great place for you guys to start and it's something that occurred to me recently when i did a guest spot on another podcast it won't be out for a long time really any time that you get a person talking about something they really, really love and kind of evangelizing something they really, really love, that typically ends up being interesting programming, even if that thing that that person love isn't something that you love. I haven't heard, what was the name of the album again? Pet Sounds. Thank you. I haven't heard Pet Sounds through, and I'm I'm sure I recognize a handful of songs from it, but even never having heard Pet Sounds just listening to the two of you go on and on about it, it's it's fascinating and really interesting to listen to. So I think it's a really great idea for a new series, and I'm really excited to listen to the rest of it. And uh, I'll send you my availability after the show just in case you need it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No problem. Uh, the, <laughs> the second episode also features one of my own favorite albums, and this is purely both by luck. So I'm now a little bit scared for the first person who picks an album I don't know. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. you're breaking, you know, now I don't know what to do with you. And and I know that there's a couple of people, a couple of people that are in my list and I have a good feeling for what their albums are going to be. Um, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited to, to see what they're going to be like. Cause I know that there are albums that I'm not going to be very familiar with. Um, but it's a, it's a different kind. So basically I feel like it kind of straddles both a little bit. Like it's the, like the one-on-ones, like the old interviews, but also with like a different flair. It's, it's, a different kind of research thing in it and it's not just people talking about themselves which which is interesting but um at least for me like with the one-on-one interviews i'm 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 cool with that for a while you know like to you know to ask people about the new app and stuff like there is an interest in that to do that kind of like like a talk show um type thing mm-hmm. not john gruber's talk show like an actual 
late night talk show. You know, to have people promote what they're doing but talk about it in an interesting way. Uh, I'm just cool with with we've taken a break from that for a while and and the favorite album series is going to give is giving me a great way to 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 do that which, which i'm very i'm very much enjoying it so far so so that's good it's good like to go from one thing i enjoyed straight into something else that i'm really enjoying it's 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 refreshing changing topic like this it keeps it nice and fresh which was something that i was hoping uh would do and, and i really hope that people enjoy it yeah you know um it's funny because the original inquisitive was just like you said just an interview and then the behind the app was very much a produced storytelling um deliberate series whereas um i think the 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 favorite albums series is a very good like goldilocks right in the middle sort of thing where it is produced and it is deliberate but the core is to get someone talking about what they're really excited about. And so it's this very halfway thing, and I think it's working out really, really well so far. Thank you. All right, should we take a break? And then I need to, I need, we need to have a chat. Oh, God. All right, uh, I got to go. Uh, power just went out, and so did the internet. <laughs> got to go. This week's episode of Analog is brought to you by Lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit Lynda.com slash analog. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash analog. Lynda.com is for people that want to solve problems, for people that are curious to learn something new, and for people that want to make things happen in their life. Maybe you want to... Learn how to make an app, and this could be an app for the Mac, it could be an app for the web, it could be an app for iOS or Android or basically any other platform out there because lynda.com has great courses on all of them. Maybe you want to learn Swift, maybe you want to learn uh, iOS app development from the ground up, maybe you want to learn how to develop Android Wear apps. They've got it all. You name it, lynda.com have it. Maybe you want to get better in the boardroom, you want to learn negotiation tactics or presentation skills or oh i don't know they they have like um body language stuff as well which i found really interesting to look at in the past maybe you want to build a website maybe you want to boost your photoshop skills maybe you want to learn illustrator the list goes on and on and on lynda.com is there to feed your curious mind with loads of amazing stuff taught by amazing people absolute experts are behind lynda.com's videos they're passionate about teaching and they're passionate about making it as great as it can possibly be with lynda.com you can stream thousands of video courses all on demand you can learn on your own schedule at your own pace you can create your own course structures if you want so you can basically, you know, pick and choose and watch them in bite-sized pieces, or you can create your own playlists and watch them in whatever order you want. You can take notes as you go and refer to them later if you like. You can browse their transcripts. You can watch them on the iOS and Android apps. The list goes on and on. That's what I love about Linda. They have loads of great features, loads of great videos. They're absolutely fantastic. And if you're looking at wanting to learn something, maybe something you've been stuck on, or you want to become an expert, Linda.com is the place for you. You're flat rate one basically you have a membership right it's flat rate flat rate fee to get access to everything on lynda.com it's all unlimited for you so go and try this out right now go to lynda.com slash analog and sign up for your free 10-day trial lynda is lynda.com slash analog thank you so much to lynda.com for their support of this show and relay f m
Very enthusiastic. Like very, very yes. enthusiastic. Stretched it out there at the end. So, would you like to tell our lovely listeners how you came to procure an Apple Watch? Uh, no, because, like I said, the internet and power both went out. This is just a figment of your imagination. Did you pour a glass of water into the fuse box? Well, I already poured one in Aaron's Mac. Why not? <laughs> uh, water everywhere! Underwater land. I mean, you are a seaman, so... Oh, God. You, in theory, would be oh, at no. sea, right? Which is water, so... Oh, this Kind of makes turn. sense. Right. So, um, so out of the blue, um, this was... Let me look. Eight days ago. Uh, out of the blue, a uh, uh, listener of either the show or ATP or both, um, Natan Gesher, he sent me an email and said, I actually pre-ordered two watches. First, the black 42 millimeter sport with the black band. And then what I realized when I realized it was sold out, I also got the silver sport, a silver 42 millimeter sport with the white band. The silver white came on launch day and I'm very happy with it, but the black black is scheduled to arrive today and it isn't spoken for yet. Do you want it? I'd be happy to sell it to you at cost, um, which was extremely kind of him. And so I thought about it for a minute and then I said, yes, please, I'll take it. Um, I cannot stress enough that this is extremely nice of Natan to do because these Can are- Can I just go back a moment? This yeah, yeah. whole, I thought about it for a minute. If you thought about it for a minute, you were talking to us about it for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, this is absolutely true. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I had discussed it with Aaron. I discussed it in the Relay Slack, and I hemmed and hawed about it, in part because, um, you know, I don't know this person. And, and while everything in my gut told me that he was not lying to me and not trying to be um, sleazy, I, I don't know. And that's scary especially since this is a 400 plus dollar transaction that i'm potentially carrying out with a complete stranger and so among the things we talked about in the relay slack is um okay well how do i get the money to him in such a way that he knows i'm good for it but in such a way that i can always get it back if he's full of it as it turns out this was the easiest transaction in the world and natan was extremely gracious and very nice about the whole thing um what ended up happening was I had, I had kind of implied, oh, well, maybe, or I think I'd said, hey, can we use PayPal? Because as it turns out, if you're doing a, tr a transaction for something physical, PayPal is very gracious for the buyer. Um, and that would allow me to get my money back if, if he was full of it. Then because Natan was extremely nice to me, he said, you know what, actually, just send me enough for shipping and you just send me the rest when you get it which was completely unnecessary and extremely nice of him to do. Because, I mean, this is a $400 plus thing that he's just sending to someone that he kind of-ish knows. But, I mean, I could have stolen it from him just as easily as he could have stolen yeah. my money. So it was But, you know, as a listener of your shows, he probably has a good feeling for the kind of person you are. One would hope so. But, I mean, it's I just I want to acknowledge the fact that it was risky on his part as well. And uh, so he sent it and he, <laughs> in typical Casey fashion, it just, the, the world conspired to make, well, the world and my own neuroses conspired to make this the most stressful, like four days in my life because he dropped it off at a UPS store, apparently right after the UPS truck came to pick everything up. And I didn't know that that was a once a day thing. I thought the UPS store like had UPS trucks coming two or three times a day. And so it sat for a day nothing was happening. I was freaking out. And then it 
went like a little bit. I think it went to Jersey because it was coming from uh, New York. It went to Jersey and sat for like a day. And then it was on a truck leaving New Jersey. And I know because I've made the trip from Virginia to New Jersey a million times or through New Jersey. And I knew it's like a six hour drive on a bad day. And like 10 hours went by, 12 hours went by. And I'm, I'm you know, command R-ing the the delivery status page constantly and using deliveries constantly getting updates and it hasn't arrived in Richmond yet and I'm freaking out and as it turns out it was all me being an idiot and it was just fine and it arrived um this past well as by the time anyone hears this the Thursday before last so um what like the 8th of May something like that and it worked out really well because um, I don't think I mentioned this already, but the one that Natan had originally ordered that he didn't want is the exact watch that I had ordered, the 42 millimeter sport black band space gray. Um, so, yeah. So in summary, it was extremely, extremely nice of him to do. Totally unnecessary, totally uncalled for in the good way. And I am forever indebted to him for doing that because even though, yeah, this is just a you know silly piece of electronics. It was a very, very nice and risky thing for him to do. So have you cancelled your original order? I haven't yet, actually, because I have a feeling that... <laughs> no, 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 hear me out. Because I have a feeling that somebody I know will probably want it, and I'll probably do the same thing that that Natan did for me. But it may end up that if nobody says, oh, yes, I'm definitely going to want it, then I'll probably just cancel it. I mean, I'm certainly not going to keep it one way or the other. Aren't you like one of the June shipping, though? Uh, it should ship. I don't have it in front of me, but I think it should ship either the very, very, very end of this month um, or the first half of June. Actually, I'm loading it right now, stalling for time. It will deliver It will deliver between the 29th of May and 11th of June. Yeah, because I just wonder if, like, anybody else will still be waiting at that point. Oh, totally. And I think... If if there is anyone, it will just be people that didn't order until well after the the initial day, the the, the yeah. launch day, and I suspect I may end up canceling it. But in, in a worst case scenario, I suppose I could keep it sealed and deliver it to the local Apple store and get my money back that way. You know, so it's kind of a no risk scenario. And between us, list, uh, those of us who uh, participate slash listen to this show, I kind of want to know when it arrives because part of the reason I was so anxious to to get Natans is I really wanted to have a watch by WWDC. And I think we're going to explore that a little bit in a minute, but I really wanted to have one by WWDC. And this is slated to arrive at the latest, the I think Thursday of WWDC week. And so uh, you want to see if you are right. And so now, yeah, I kind of want to see, yeah. was this really worth it or was it not really worth it at all? Um, You're looking for retroactive vindication. Yeah, exactly. Actually, title. Um, that, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly it. And so, um, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I I got my watch, and um, I don't remember if I've stated this publicly um, on the show. I thought this was the only place at all that I said anything. But I also ordered Aaron a watch on launch day, right after I ordered my own, and I um, just by pure happenstance, Aaron's came the same day as my uh, as my watch from Natan did. So we got our watches on the same day. What model did she get? She got a 38 millimeter pink sport. Um, I had called it on my Apple Watch review that, or not review, uh, first thoughts that I'd written after the try-on. I had called the pink more salmon colored. I'm happy to report that when it arrived, seeing it outside of the Apple store and in regular natural light, I don't think it's pink 
but I also don't think it's salmon. Um, I was talking to Erin about this, and she indicated to me that it's more coral than anything else. Um, I, I'm not very good with colors, so to me, it, it, I was pretty impressed. I could distinguish between pink and salmon. Um, I have no reason. I mean, from what I can tell, it is coral, but I don't really totally understand what coral is. So, yeah, it's not it's not the bright pink that that I think she may have wanted, or even the like like the the way the what is it modern buckle the pink modern buckle is pictured. It looks like the exact kind of pink I think Aaron would like. I've seen the pink modern buckle in the store, and in the store, it looked very um, cream almost. It was a very, very light muted. pink. Yeah, that, that's the word I'm looking for. Yes, very muted pink. Um, but it, we'll see what happens. I mean, certainly, we're, I'm not sure if she's going to keep it or not. The deal that she and I had made uh, was she would try it for you know a week and five days and see what she thought of it. And if she likes it, she'll keep it. And if she doesn't, we'll return it. I don't know. I She says she's kind of ambivalent about it. I see her using it a fair bit. So I'm not sure if she's not realized that she's using it a lot. If she's using it a lot only because it's there, really does not care, which is probably the case or what. But we'll see what happens. So this time next week, we'll be right on the verge of the time where we can still return it. So maybe we will have already returned it, or maybe it will be boxed up, ready to be returned, or maybe at that point she'll be completely in love. Um, why? Wait, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this properly. Why did you buy this one when you wasn't going to buy one in the first place? Like, you know, initially we went back and forth on this because I knew you were going to end up doing something. Oh, everyone did but me. So why I'm just trying to understand like that that the moves that you've taken to secure an Apple Watch now <laughs> are way in the face of like how you were originally like oh, I don't even want one oh I mean I'll I'm doing a presentation so I'll be sleepy if I wake up early so I'll just like head on down to the Apple store it's like oh I've got my order in you know it'll be a shame if I miss out but you know I can wait and then it's like now I've bought one from somebody on the internet like mm -hmm. and now i have another one on the way still like i'm just trying to understand uh the thought process a little bit as to why you ended up doing what you've done so there are a bunch of bs reasons i can give you that are less embarrassing but if i'm really honest with all of us um i think it was just that i didn't realize how much i wanted to be a part of the cool kid club and as Christina Warren and I have joked back and forth with e with each other quite a bit, um, I had serious fear of missing out, like serious fear of missing out. And I don't know, like on the one side, I am deeply embarrassed by it. And I mean that genuinely. I am really embarrassed by it. And I kind of wish I could it's take that. It's actually not, not FOMO at this point. You just felt like you were missing out. There wasn't a fear of it. Like yeah, that initially actually, yeah. when we when we first spoke about this and where I diagnosed, di originally diagnosed your FOMO, that that was what it was then because you were anticipating it. But then, then after the watches started arriving, you just felt like you were out of the loop. I assume. Yeah, out of the leather loop. But oh, <laughs> no! All kidding aside, um, I, I think you're absolutely right. I just had this tremendous feeling of being left behind. And on the one side, I don't think that's such a bad thing. That's a very human thing. On the other side, I think it's a ridiculous thing because 
it's just a piece of electronics. Like, why am I getting so worked up about a piece of electronics? A piece of electronics that even though now that I've had it for nearly a week and I, and I really, really, really love it, on the other side of the coin, it, I will tell you right now, it is completely non-essential. Like, my life would absolutely go on just fine if I didn't have an Apple Watch. I love having an Apple Watch, but I certainly could live without it. And so, for me to get as worked up as I did over the all of my friends having one and me not having one is both extremely human and really, really embarrassing. And what's even more embarrassing is all the hemming and hawing I did over it beforehand because you had said to me, oh, you're going to get one. Marco and John had said to me, you're going to get one. Before anyone else, uh, Aaron said to me, uh, please, you can think whatever you want, but you're going to get one. And at some point, I kind of wish I just listened to everyone and stopped trying to convince myself that I was adult or um, maybe confident enough not to buy one immediately. Uh, well, I guess I didn't buy it immediately, but I did buy it on launch day. I, I, I wish I could have all that time back. And um, and I wish I hadn't made such a stink about not getting it because I think even I had said kind of offhandedly, oh, I'm sure I'll end up getting one because I know myself well enough. But I don't know myself well enough to keep my mouth shut beforehand. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, well, you didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know what it would feel like to have all everyone in the Relay Slack talking about, oh, I just got mine. Oh, I just got mine. Oh, I just got mine. It's great. But couldn't you have expected that that was what was probably going to happen? Yeah, if I wasn't a darn idiot. <laughs> I certainly should have, yes. But, uh, but I don't know. It's when you're in the heat of the moment, you don't realize how sad it makes you feel. And here again, like it disgusts me that I'm saying all this about a tangible trinket. But it, it, I mean, the truth of the matter is that's exactly how I felt. I still maintain at a certain point you have to just embrace it and just let go of the the feeling. Like, you know, I, I, I really understand that we're in extremely privileged positions. Like the, you know, like that we don't we can worry about five hundred dollar Apple watches and not like if there's going to be food tonight. Like, oh, absolutely. I totally understand that, and um. You know, I'm sure that me and Casey both do what we can to help the world um, in contributions to things. Uh, we should talk about charity one day. Um, yeah, you know, so I get, you know, I, I, I get, I get the idea, right? The, the first world problem thing, but at a certain point, like we're just going to keep talking about it. So you, I feel like you can only apologize. You can only apologize so many times. You know? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the, the, the conceit of this show is exactly what we're talking about. Yep. Which is, you know, how how technology affects our lives and makes us feel. And one of the things it does is the marketing departments in technology companies make us feel like we're missing out. Well, you know? and, and it's not just the marketing department. It's the group with that you run with, you know? And so I saw all of the people on Twitter getting their Apple Watches and... That was kind of, that kind of made me sad. But then I saw all of my friends on the Relay Slack getting Apple Watches. And I'm like, oh, God, I am so missing out. And all of my friends have one and I don't. And, oh, this makes me sad because I don't really know what they're talking about. And, uh, yeah, so I caved. But on the plus side, you know, Aaron got hers on the same day. So that made me really happy. Um, and having one has been, having each of us have one has been pretty nice but you and adina adina just acquired hers did she not so how is it for you guys so like <laughs> it's funny to watch people like really agonizing over their orders when 
she ordered it on sun like uh, a week ago sunday or something like that and then it arrived on friday god that's quick what did she order 38 sport which band? band okay so like it was originally meant to ship on may 27th and then a couple of days later it got updated to may 14th and then just the wednesday night no the thursday night it was like chipping it's like oh hello Okay then, uh, you're, they must have found some down the back of the sofa or something. I don't really know what <laughs> happened. Just all of a sudden, it's shipping. Um, and she's had it for a few days because um, she couldn't. We were away, so she, it actually arrived whilst we were away. Yeah, yeah. Like, which is very frustrating for her. Um, but she seems to to like it. Um, and and I think at the moment, like it more than I expected she would. Mm-hmm. And, and any particular reason? She can be quite skeptical about these things, um, which is probably, in some instances, more refreshing and, and smart than the way that we can be. Uh, and she just approaches these types of decisions with a uh, just a a cautious eye on it. Like, you know, like, is this really worth it? Like, you know, she's going to take advantage of the 14-day return window in the same way. Uh, but she wants to see if it fits into her life um, maybe rather than what maybe some of us are doing is like finding ways for it. To fit. <laughs> it's funny you say that because Aaron and I went for a walk with Declan um, a couple hours ago, and as we were walking, I had I had carried both of our phones, and at one point, she looks at her wrist and she says, "Oh, my mom is calling me," and so I'm like, "Ooh, well, you should just answer it on your wrist." And she looked at me and was like, "No." Can you hand me my phone, please? And so, whereas I think I would have been like, oh, this is a perfect excuse to be Dick Tracy. She was like, no, uh, why don't you just hand me my phone, please? And I think that I that's... I answer calls on my wrist all the time. Oh, see, I, I, um, I called my parents from my wrist just to be an idiot, but I have not answered a call on it yet. However, I was walking around Walmart of all places last week, uh, dictating a text message to Aaron on my wrist, and I'm sure I looked like a complete buffoon. I'm trying to find like a, a way to do it still that doesn't look too conspicuous, but I am doing that kind of stuff when I'm out and about. You know, I'm also tapping it with my nose, but <laughs> you know, I haven't done that yet, and I and I have professed on ATP and I think this show that I am a huge proponent of the back button on the iPhone nose tap, you know, the upper left-hand button. Uh, but I have not found a reason to nose tap the watch as yet. Adina had had hers for a couple of hours before she did it. Yeah. And what were her yep. hands were full at the time, I assume she was filling up a glass of water from like a machine where you have to like hold the cup and, and press a button. So she was then just tapping on, I think she was dismissing some kind of notification or something. She did it with her nose because she learned from me very well because it is the only true way to operate an Apple Watch. One-handed, people tell me Siri can do it, but Siri can't do everything um, that the nose can do. Uh, I'm very much enjoying uh, using digital touch with her. Um, and I, I said this on Upgrade, and, and I'll, I'll repeat it here, like... When me and you send our heartbeats or we send doodles and we send taps, they tend to be like jokey or ironic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but there's a, there is a way different level to doing it with somebody that you should be sending that stuff to in theory, like especially the heartbeat is, is a something for, uh, I think, immediate family 
and people that you're romantically involved with. I th- I feel like that is the, I think, intended use case, especially even if you look at Apple's advertising, right? Yeah. I think that's fair to say, right? It's kind of set up to be an intimate thing. And I wouldn't really, me and you are very close. I wouldn't class our relationship as intimate. Uh, certainly not in the way that you mean, no. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that that is what the heartbeats, at the very least, are in, intended to be. Um, it, it's you know, Apple uses that word constantly over and over again. And whilst I enjoy sending my heartbeat to you, uh, when I share them with Adina, it's it's a different kind of feeling. Oh, absolutely. I mean, wh- I think when I send my heartbeat to Aaron, and this is you know, kind of building on what you said, it is designed to be an intimate thing a, a a very intimate way of saying i love you when i send it to you it's like <laughs> hey man check out my heartbeat you know it's it's a very different thing and i i don't think we've sent our heartbeats to each other but a couple times in the in the last week or so but i think it's more ironic which i think you had said earlier uh it's more ironic and, and jokey when it's between the two of us and it is not at all ironic or jokey when when sent between me and aaron or you and adina yeah exactly so I'm pleased that you did it. I'm pleased that you have one. Um, I'm pleased that you've uh, accepted the fact that you've done something crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm also happy that you've uh, accepted the fact that you cannot resist. And next time, hopefully you'll think differently. Yeah. I mean. About trying to resist. I, I, um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I hope that I do better. Like the other, the other thing I've been thinking about lately is. I, for the first time last year for the iPhone 6, I went on a um, every year upgrade. So the iPhone 6 was an off year for me and I got it anyway. And so now with the 6S, now I have to decide, am I trying to establish myself as one of those complete spoiled brats that's an every year upgrader? Or do I resist and wait for the 7? You know, and, and so that'll be the next time that I have this uncomfortable dance with myself and with the listeners. And so... If I start saying, no, I'm not going to get the iPhone 7, just tell me to stop, and then we'll reevaluate once everyone else has their iPhone. Or I'm sorry, the success. Um, we'll reevaluate once everyone has their successes, and we'll see how strong I really am. Sounds like a good thing to me. Excellent. Right. Shall we go on to some Relay of Fills? Yes, please. Relay of Fills this week is brought to you by Red Hat. At this point, everyone understands that in the right situations, open source software is important technology. It's useful, it's powerful, I don't think many people really disagree with that motion. I mean, the most successful open source project of all time is the internet. Tim Berners-Lee put the www into the public domain. Then, of course, there's the Berkeley Unix, TCP, IP, BSD, Linux, Android, the Internet of Things. You get the picture. The only real disagreement is whether open source can be used in an enterprise situation for people to do their most important work. Red Hat has been settling this debate one customer at a time for over a decade. They started with Red Hat Enterprise Linux, and today they certify and support application development, storage, and cloud infrastructure for every conceivable enterprise deployment. The New York Stock Exchange, DreamWorks, each and every airline, healthcare company, and telecom giant in the Fortune Global 500 all rely on Red Hat. In fact, more than 90% of all the companies in the Fortune 500 are Red Hat customers. Why? Because they get powerful, constantly improving innovation of open source without the risk of having to do it alone. It's that simple. Red Hat Enterprise, software trusted in the world's most demanding data centers. Find out what they can do for you at redhat.com. 
Excellent. All right, so let's relay some feels. So Martin wrote in uh, to mention the Eurovision Song Contest, which is coming up next week, um, and was curious to know if I was watching it and if you'd ever heard of it, Casey. I have heard of it. Um, I know it's like the non-athletic Olympics for Europeans, and apparently it's a really big deal, but I don't know anything more than that. I don't know... If it's just performing, I don't know if it's songwriting. I don't know which parts of Europe are involved. If it's everyone but the U.S., I, I, I'm very ignorant about all things Eurovision Song Contest. It's basically a yearly contest for every European country with some additions. Like, for some reason, Australia this year. You say that. You have such contempt in your voice. Australia is not in Europe. It's not even close. It's not in the European Union. I don't know why they're in it. I'm sure there's a good reason. I don't want to hear it. I just think it's ridiculous. I love you, Australia, but you're not in Europe. Well, why does that matter? It's not like it's called the Eurovision... Oh, wait. (laughs) So, I don't know. It's fine. But basically, this group of European countries and Australia all submit a song... Uh, and then basically throughout the night, they are all played out. Every ember, every like competing nation plays out their song. They perform it, and then there is judgment. And the judgment comes in the form of like uh, voting in individual countries and a judge, like a judging panel. And then just all of the judging happens at the end, and then the person, the country that has the most votes, wins. And it is an incredibly political affair. The 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 points awarding like when there's panels involved and stuff like that there's like country biases you know like to your friendly countries or the countries that you always had problems with or the countries that you've warred with um and but there are now all kinds of new political um statements i think uh i, I hope i'm hoping i'm getting the classification correct that a transgender person uh won the eurovision song contest in the last uh, in the last iteration. Oh, I think I uh, knew that. Yeah, uh, this person was uh, born male um, and had chosen to be female, but still had a full beard. Oh, that's so that was, like, interesting. Part of the charm of the act. Okay. Um, and then basically the winning country then hosts the next one. That's a big part of it because that is a huge economic boom for some places. Because you you get to host the Eurovision Song Contest, which is a tourist attraction for the time that it is in your country. Uh, but there was there was you know some real interesting politics happening in the last one, um, as countries were sticking it to Russia. Effectively, <laughs> it was all very peculiar. You know, like so there were like progressive countries were putting that act at the top, even though they probably musically weren't the best, but very very good. But I I think it was one of I think it might have been Sweden had an incredible entry that was my favorite entry, but I wanted the entry of the country that I now can't remember uh, to win. I'm going to just see where the Eurovi- wherever the Eurovision Song Contest is going to be is what country that won. Uh, Vienna. Yeah, Vienna. Um, so Vienna won because they had a very progressive act, right? Uh, but... It, yeah, it, that that was a really interesting thing to watch that unfold. So it, it's it is political, but now there seems to be like a good political message that came out of the previous one, rather than the usual political message of what countries love each other. Um, Martin also asked, "Do I cheer for England or Romania?" Of course, I cheer for England. Romania's entry last year was hilarious. Um, 
many of them are. <laughs> uh, like most of the entrants of the Eurovision Song Contest are not musically why they're there. Like it's just silly, weird, and peculiar things. But um, lots of people from Europe, like you know, the mainland Europe, uh, tend to really, really enjoy the Eurovision Song Contest. I've come into it, like basically full Europeans you know, basically not people from the United Kingdom uh, who I know that live in the UK love Eurovision. So I've never really bothered with it, but Adina loves it. And so we'll be watching it again, probably with some friends um, next weekend. Uh, so yeah, I will be taking part in watching it. So this is original compositions or just covers or either or? Pretty sure they're all original. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know if that's a rule, but most of them are. All right. And so the, the everyone in Europe kind of just stops dead and watches this. What is this, like a two or three hour program, I assume? Oh, it goes on forever. Oh, lovely. It's so many hours because you've got all of the countries have to perform. They will have a little video montage that goes before them. And then they have all the judging. The judging is the worst bit because it takes like years. <laughs> Maybe we should move on to another field then. So an anonymous analogian, self-identified, has sent in uh, a, a great selection of questions our way via email, like questions and comments. They're kind of tied together loosely, uh, but I liked them, so I wanted to, to talk about them. Um, so what do we feel, this person has asked, uh, what do we feel constitutes the definition of an official relationship so official in the context context of a relationship so for example when should you disable or delete an online dating profile um, when are you considered as being official and is that different from being facebook official so we'll come to these bits in point so the first one when should you disable or delete an online dating profile i don't know if i have a good answer for this uh i mean i know i did it really quickly maybe quicker than most people would do right like after the first date or whatever I didn't go on it. It was like effectively deleted for me and then I deleted it a little bit later on. But I, for me, I, I considered it basically disabled at that point. I don't know if everybody needs to do that. I guess you could kind of do that on a case-by-case basis. But just my feeling would be, you know, I think that there are some people that are maybe giving online dating a look after the amount that we've been, or I've been talking about it. Um, I feel that you should, if you find someone that you think is special, be respectful to them and stop looking for other people. But that that's my feeling about that. I don't know if that's a little old-fashioned. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you have an opinion on this, Casey. Um, sort of. So my opinion about this and Facebook official and regular, regular official is all kind of intertwined. Um, I'm a very, very old-school kind of dater in that I never really saw more than one woman at a time. And when Aaron and I jumped from just being kind of friends or acquaintances into being... Uh, romantically linked to me like we were going steady if you will to use like 1950s term we were going steady at that point I not that I had any other women waiting in the wings but just hypothetically like I would have told everyone else to go away because this is the only one for me and really the whole point of what I'm saying is there was no one else because I would I've always been monogamous even when I'm just you know trying to find someone I was I would concentrate on just one woman and 
And so when we said, okay, this is a thing, then that to me, it's a thing everywhere. If we had met online that I would have deleted my profile. Um, I don't, I think I was on Facebook at that point. And I think we pretty quickly marked ourselves or marked each other as boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever it is in a relationship. Um, and certainly what, if there was hypothetically anyone else there, I would have told everyone else to go away because I am not the kind of person that dates multiple people at the same time. So, you know, a, a relatively quick and funny story. Me and Adina have been dating for a couple of months or whatever, and, and I asked her the question is like, you know, will you be my girlfriend? And she just laughed at me. Because <laughs> she just thought it was so ridiculous that I was asking that question. But to me, and like, just me, like, I thought you had to make that like an official thing. Yeah, yeah. And she was just like, no, we are, like, we're in a relationship. And I was like, yeah. And, and as soon as I said it, I was like, that is kind of ridiculous to ask that question. Uh, but I still felt like I needed to do it anyway. Um, and I was, and, you know, so we ended up, like, just after some deliberation a couple of months later, we changed our, like, anniversary date to our first date rather than to the date that I thought it would be, which was when uh, we when we kind of made it official. Right, right. It's funny because this is a point of contention between Aaron and I. Um, this is one of the few things that we don't agree on. And and she, is, she will tell you that she said to me after I'd kissed her for the first time, okay, so what is this? This is a thing, right? Whereas I will tell you that that is patently untrue that I had said to her, hey, listen, I don't do the like you know, dating around sort of thing. So just to be clear, this is a thing, right? And both of us is, are, are, each of us is devout in our belief that we were the one who, who started the conversation. And the advantage of being the only one on the microphone right now is that I can say that I am unequivocally correct and she just made it up. Okay. Also, also, I'm going to pay for this in like three weeks when she finally hears this episode. But uh, I want to, I want to state for the record that I believe Aaron. <laughs> you probably should because you have a terrible memory. I was about to say I, what I haven't mentioned yet is I have the worst memory of almost anyone I know. So she is almost, almost surely right. Um, I'm not much of a Facebook user. One day I want to talk about Facebook on this show as well. Okay. Um, just in general, the fact that I think that it is a terrible thing and why I think that, what I think it actually does to people's human relationships. Um, me and Adina both have Facebook accounts. Uh, we do not class each other as in a relationship together. I think we were only became friends on Facebook like a couple of months ago and there was a reason for it that I can't remember. Like... I don't use it. I think she went to show me some photos or something in an album, uh, and I couldn't look at them because we weren't friends. So she had we had to become Facebook friends. Just, I just don't to. use it. <laughs> well, I just I I only use Facebook for the people that set up group events that I need to be a part of, like birthdays and stuff. So then I have a Facebook account mm -hmm. for that reason. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we just don't do that. But the Facebook official thing is like a whole other mess, like trying to deal with that. And you know, the idea what the uh, anonymous person said, it's like the difference between this is my girlfriend to my friends, to this is my girlfriend on Facebook, because to your friends it's like just a private thing, and then on Facebook it's like to everyone you know, right? And it and it 
blows it up further and there can't be a, t- a time delay between those two things. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then they have two two comments um, for us. One is for you, Casey. Uh, Casey, I wanted to chime in with support for you treading carefully and ask you to not feel so bad about it. It really shows that you have respect for those that write in or those that are listening to the show and to not do so may show a disrespect. So thanks. And I think you handled Joe's feedback well. And this was with regard to the online dating thing? Just in everything, uh, the online dating thing, uh, when we were talking about same-sex relationships, that kind of thing, and just how you are in general, maybe. Well, I hope so. I mean, I I don't know. Sometimes it's a little awkward, and you and I have talked about that on, on the show before. Sometimes I feel I get a little awkward because I... I really don't want to offend anyone. And I know that, especially with things that one does not understand, because I don't understand what it's like to go through online dating. I don't understand what it's like to be a homosexual. I don't understand a lot of these things. And so I don't want to be offensive. And I'm sure something I just said actually was offensive and I don't mean it to be, but it's, it's a very hard thing because I don't want to be that guy. Why are you laughing at me? You just make me laugh. You just do. Uh, and then the last point is, if either of you are Star Trek fans, I'm not. You're not, are you? Uh, I used to love Star Trek The Next Generation when I was a kid, but I haven't, with the exception of one episode I watched for for a guest spot on Random Trek, I haven't seen Star Trek in forever. They touch on the subject of online dating in an episode of The Next Generation, Season 5, Episode 20, Cost of Living. Yeah, I don't recall that one off the top of my head. I presume I've seen it at some point because I've seen... Almost all of the next generation, but um, it's funny to me that they talk about online dating that long ago, because this was when was this? I can't well, tell. it's probably something like it. Oh, though, sure, right? but I mean, but something that you can clearly see as being very similar. Luxana Troy is on board the Enterprise to hold a wedding ceremony, and she also takes interest in Worry's son Alexander, encouraging to adopt her carefree ways. That's the overall plot, and then it's like a big plot synopsis. I was hoping it would give me something, but it didn't give me anything. All right, I think that's about the end of this week's episode, Casey List, unless you have anything else that you'd like to add today. Uh, No, I don't think so. Um, I guess just uh, let's see how long it takes before the two of us stop sending our heartbeats to each other. Indeed. Uh, Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Analog. We'll be back next time, of course. If you want to find us online, I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. And Casey is C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S. You put a .com at the end for his website. You put an at symbol at the front for his Twitter account. Thanks again to Red Hat and Linda, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Casey. I'll see you later, Mike.